The excuses we make to avoid commitment. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Whatever it is that we're called to commit to in this life always has a source. Uh, If we're called to commit to be to our jobs between 9 and 5, the source of that commitment is uh, the need to Uh, make money to provide for our families, uh, but also we gave our employer our word. And so uh, we said every day between nine and five, my time will be yours uh, to use as you see fit. Um, But every commitment has a source. And um, that is absolutely true as it relates to um, our relationship with Jesus, our relationship as his disciples. Um, A disciple is someone who has determined in their hearts that following Jesus is the calling of God on their life. Um, It's a person who's been sincerely converted, who has had a sincere salvation experience, and who has, through the prompting of the Holy Spirit, decided to devote their whole life to Jesus Every moment of their life they see as an opportunity for serving Christ and walking with Christ and growing to be more like Him in the world. Uh, Today's passage, as we finish out, Luke chapter 9, gives us several encounters of Jesus with people on the way to somewhere. And He encounters them and uh, asks them to follow Him, and they um, offer up excuses instead of, Uh, following him immediately. Uh, There are other places in Luke's gospel, particularly in Luke's account of Jesus' calling of his disciples, uh, the disciples that we've come to know uh, specifically, um, where their response to Jesus' call uh, was immediate. Uh, Luke tells us that they left everything behind and followed him without asking any questions, without offering any excuses. Uh, But in today's passage, uh, the responses are quite different. Uh, Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. And uh, before we get into the Word, let's go uh, to the throne and spend some time with the Father. Heavenly Father, uh, we love you today. Uh, We're grateful, Lord God, for another day. Uh, We're grateful for the gift of life today, Lord God. Uh, We're here another day, and that means that we have another day of uh, living to express uh, our love for you, uh, to draw others to you, to point the world around us to you, Jesus. And so, Father, may we live in such a way uh, that others see you coming out in our living. And, uh, Lord, may we also make the most of every opportunity to share about your love with those who might not know you yet. Uh, Jesus, uh, for our own walk of faith, we often need encouragement. We need a challenge. We need inspiration uh, to stay on the path with you. Um, It can be so easy to make you second place, and Lord, forgive us when we do. Uh, Help us to put you in the forefront of our thinking and all that we do this day, Lord God. Uh, We thank you for your word. And we ask that you would instruct us through it today. And we ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, this is Luke nine fifty seven through 62. This will finish out the chapter. And uh, we'll get started into chapter 10 tomorrow. Luke writes, 
As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, it might sound that Jesus' response to these people is harsh, but what he's trying to do is elevate the importance of a commitment to following him. Discipleship to Jesus is no light matter. It's not something that is a joke. It's not something that we can do um, extracurricularly. (laughs) It is something that takes a serious commitment. And earlier I said commitment has a source. And our commitment to following Jesus, our commitment to living as his disciple, has a source. And that source is our loving relationship with Christ. Now, if you know him, you want to follow him. If you really know him, if you are engaged in a close, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus as your Lord, Savior, and teacher, you will want to follow him. You will want to live as he lives Uh, and you will want to love as he loves. Um, Excuses come when we're not committed. (laughs) We don't make excuses about things we're committed to. Uh, We make excuses about things like homework, (laughs) eating broccoli, um, doing chores, uh, walking the dog, um, paying bills, things that we don't like doing, we make excuses about. But the things that we love doing, we naturally do with ease. Because it's our passion. It's our great desire. Now, um, there's so much in this passage. And honestly, I I wish I could take an hour to unpack it with you. But as we begin, we see that uh, Jesus and his companions are walking along a road. And um, I think the reminder there for me is that... um, being a disciple is a journey. Uh, being a member of the kingdom, being a minister of the gospel for the kingdom of God in the world, which every true believer is called to be, uh, is a journey. Every day is a journey into kingdom work. And as they're journeying along, a person comes and says, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, hey, listen, I'm pretty much homeless. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. It's not so much that he's homeless as much as he's sort of a nomad. He's traveling. He's on foot. And so when he comes into a town, they're at the mercy of those who will welcome them into their homes and to provide for them as they journey on their way because they're not staying put. Uh, He's saying the Son of Man doesn't have a fixed location. I don't have an address. I don't live at 123 Main Street, Bethlehem. (laughs) Uh, I'm on the move because the kingdom is on the move. And he said to another man, follow me. So he identifies another person that he issues the same call that he issues to Peter and Levi and uh, James and John and all the others. But this person said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Now that seems an important thing to do. And is Jesus being insensitive when he responds by saying, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God? No, what he's saying is, You are a person for whom the details of life will always drown out your commitment to me. And then he encounters another person, and uh, that person says, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. 
And Jesus says to them, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. That person, too, is uncertain about their response to Jesus. They're uncertain about their level of commitment. They are caught up in earthly things. Now, it, it, is it wrong to want to say goodbye to your family? Of course not. Every mom or dad who travels for business and packs a suitcase and flies to other destinations during the week uh, for, to carry on business for their company uh, says goodbye to their family, and it's right and good for them to do that. Of course, they're going to miss them, and they're going to uh, wish that they could be a part of the things that are happening at home while they're gone. But being gone is part of their job, and it's the sacrifice they make uh, to provide for their family. But uh, that's not the point Jesus is making. Um, obviously, we want to be there to say goodbye to beloved family members when they pass, but that too is not the point that Jesus is making. Jesus is making the point about the readiness of our heart's response to his call. And often we throw excuses at him to excuse ourselves from the table, if you will. This is a challenging passage, and I'm moved by it today and challenged as well. Uh, I think about the, my own walk with him and the many, many times that I've made excuses about not stepping up to the plate on something he was calling me to because it was inconvenient or I just didn't want to. And I think you've probably been there too. Um, my hope is, my friends, that this passage would move us to consider our current level of commitment and to ask Jesus to show us if our hearts are really in it. And then if our hearts are not really in it, Lord, what can we do to get back on track with you? Give me a heart that is, has a ready response to your call when it comes. All right, my friends, a great challenge in God's word today. And I hope that uh, you are encouraged and inspired by it. Uh, have a great day. Go serve the Lord. Be Jesus to people. Uh, love on the people around you. And may Jesus be lifted up in all that we do today. Have a great day. We'll catch up again tomorrow.